Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama, As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is, Perfect this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. The following is a DFAT Entertainment Podcast, recorded and edited by Jake Duell. <laughs> Welcome back to the campfire. I've upgraded my setup since the last time you've been here, and I actually played us in now. <laughs> Glad to be here, Duel. And yeah, every time I come back on, it's, you're adding new features and new things. It's great. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I'm part of a podcast network now. No, I did not know that. Yeah, DFAT or- Entertainment. Um my buddy Casey and his friends run a website, DFAT, Don't Forget a Towel, and they have kind of split off their entertainment branch, and it's a network, so I've got the Campfire Chats on it, my political podcast, Bull and Moose Taverns, on there, plus, uh, you know, we got Critical Mass from my coworker Rocco, and uh, man, those geeks you know, uh, Towel Light Talk gutsy guy media we've got a pretty big network running now so so what is the network then they're all related podcasters you're on like what one platform together yep we're all on a single platform together and we're all part of dfat entertainment uh just a couple weeks ago uh gutsy guy media us and Towelite talk got together and um did a Snyder cut three hour long Facebook live about Zack Snyder's cut of the justice league. So, (laughs) but this is going to be probably our boring catch up episode. Like since we last talked, you've had a kid. My kids upstairs, not falling asleep right now because she took a nap today, which (laughs) damn it. Nap. Why'd you do this to me? (laughs) Um, yeah, no, new kid. They, everyone always said leading up to it, it's like, you're not going to sleep. Like, don't, you're going to be able to, like, function on no sleep. And it is so true. It's like, we never sleep. And it's he like is always awake. It's like pledging all over again, isn't it? But, oh, my God. Not, you're right. Random wake-ups in the middle of the night. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've also taken some big steps since we last talked. Uh, we're apparently in the third or fourth wave of COVID. I don't know. I don't think cases – cases aren't growing exponentially from what I'm seeing. They're sitting steadily around 275 to 325 cases 
new cases a day. So we saw each other in person. But since we've seen each other in person, I got two shots in the back of my head on Tuesday for my migraines. That was the weirdest sensation ever. It did was they like, numb? Did they numb it before the shots? No. Or- so the shots were like a Novocaine, but it wasn't Novocaine itself. So it yeah. numbed as it was going in. But they were like needles, like yay long. And it was just liquid injected into my neck. I did fine with the first shot. The second one hurt a little bit. And then the doctor's like, you can go whenever you want to go. And I stood up and I start walking and the tunnel starts hitting. I'm starting to get tunnel vision. So I get to check out and I'm like leaning against the wall. And then they are like, they check me out. They're like, you don't need to pay. And Emmy's waiting for me right out the door. And I walk out and she holds me in the arm. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Can you tell I was about to faint? She's like, no, I didn't know that. But like every <laughs> single other person who's come out, their support persons walked them out by the arm. <laughs> so that was so they, just... they let you look at the needles and you saw the size of the needles. I was so about, like, I don't show me. I didn't see the needles when they were doing it because it was in the back of my head, but I saw them like as they were lifting up, like it wasn't the needle blade that was that long. It was the vial. The needle blade was like very small. It wasn't, you know, that intense of a needle, but the vial was a lot in there. But since then, my migraines have been less, less frequent, less painful, less duration. So it was worth it. Um, yeah, that's definitely. Is it like a once and done, or is this like every couple, like a month, or so see how this it goes? Is a severe preventative treatment. Um, so, um, hopefully not again. But they, you know, if if the migraines come back in a cluster form, they might have to. But my doctor is also. I have a follow up with her, and she was thrown out. Um, I forget what the name of the medicine is, but there's now a once a month preventative that it's a shot you do yourself at home. Oh, Um, man. Well, that sounds like good news, though. Cross your fingers. Migraines suck. They do. If I do the once a month preventative that's a shot you do yourself, my mom's in the medical industry and I'm going to be like, mom, you're coming over once a month to give me a shot. I'm not doing that myself. No. Unless it's like the EpiPens where you just stick it in and it injects yeah, you. If it's easy or something. But if, but you if I have to do, like... press anything or anything like that, nope. You know, unless I can go to CVS and be like, can the pharmacist just do this while I'm here? <laughs> I swear I'll buy something. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy something more than this uh, shot that you're giving me. <laughs> Those are good things. Hopefully that that works. Yes. That was uh, an experience though. Have you done anything fun? Um, no, not really. Well, si- not since we saw each other, but um, since being on the podcast. No, I'm just having a kid is uh, very, very time consuming. <laughs> well, you know, I'm disappointed um, that you're not actively in the office because I'm not getting to see your daily snaps of RPD putting up walls around buildings where you work. Um, Because though it didn't happen in Rochester, the cops have been out there killing people the past few or well, 
past day plus something came out from March and then something came out from December. Um, it's been a crazy run between the Virginia cop that pulled off, pulled over a lieutenant in the military. Did you see that one? I saw it. I didn't read about that, but I did. He, I, I saw the headlines. Yeah. So they pulled him over. And so I guess like he got pulled over because he had just bought his car and his license plate was the temporary tag. And like oh, okay. he didn't feel comfortable getting pulled over on the side of the road. So like, there was a gas station that he went into. And so like the cop was all like, you're running from us. And he's like, Nope, I just pulled into the gas station. So we're a well lit place. And a second cop came up and just escalated it. He's like, I was in the military follow order, son. You're going to ride the lightning. And then maces him. And like, they're telling him to stick his hands out the window. while at the same time, opening his door. And so the one cop has been fired in that situation. Then today broke the 13 year old boy that was shot uh, with his hands up. Uh, I was seeing that right before we get on. And then there was the cop just recently that uh, mistaked their taser, their gun for a taser and shot and killed someone. It's bad. I don't know how you missed it. I don't know. Maybe it's if a taser. I, 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 a, I would think you would locate them on two different areas of your body, so you'd never ever confuse a taser and a gun, and that you would never make that mistake. But if a taser and a gun feel so similar, I think that's a design flaw of the taser. It, yeah, you would think they would design them so the the grip. But I mean, I I don't know what the taser looked like, but normally I have tasers like bright yellow. I yeah, they're like bright yellow with like a black handle, I think, normally. Yeah, uh, I saw some article too that they were talking about the weight. The weight of the taser is... Significantly I mean, less, right? Yeah, they, they were talking like over a pound less, but... I, and so like they, they were making a big deal about the weight, but uh, in, in the heat of the moment, Will I feel a, a pound or two difference? Not sure, but you still, you would think, especially a veteran of the force, would yeah. know. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the placement to me is like you, you, you can't have them so close together where you can make that mistake. What we need to do is, I need to reach out to one of the cops I know, have them on the pod, and we can say, Do you place your taser and your gun in different areas of your belt? I saw, I read some article that there are some police departments have policies about placements and to avoid the confusion. And normally, if you have a policy on this, something probably happened before. So this doesn't, so you gotta, I don't know, hopefully there's a policy in place or you would think if this has happened before or if this is even theoretically possible, you have something where you just say they get positioned differently, but maybe they were positioned differently. I don't even know how you, it's tough, tough explanation here where the reports have just been, it was a mistake. She, she had her gun and she thought he had, she had her teaser and you're like, how does that happen? Yeah. Uh, did you watch uh, Watchmen on HBO at all? No. 
so it, all this has actually made me think of that first opening scene in that epi- uh, the very first episode in the very first episode a cop pulls someone over and it's a world where cops have guns but they're not allowed to like actively get them quickly uh so what happens is the gun is actually holstered in the car and has a locking mechanism on it and if you think you're going to need to discharge your firearm you actually have to call dispatch and to have the gun unlocked and Mm -hmm. in that show the cop ends up dying because there's a bunch of extra paperwork you have to fill out if you unlock the gun and the dispatcher's like, I don't want to fill out this report. If you know, I unlocked your gun for no reason. Do you really need it? And th- that cop ends up dying. So uh-huh. it just made me think of that. Like, and I, I think it comes down to de-escalation too. There's been a lot about de-escalation forces coming out. So that's been the fun world of policing the past few days. Um, and it's like, and we've all been kind of, I've seen some news articles too about how everyone has been cooped up. So everyone's on the internet more. So, and everyone just, all the news, everyone's just reading the news and watching the news constantly and talking about it because like, we don't have much else to do. <laughs> we're not going out as much. We're not seeing each other as much. And so it's like, just 10 times more explosive than any type of these stories now because everyone is so spending so much time now on the either the internet or watching tv yeah i mean i've had a love-hate relationship with twitter since through the whole pandemic where i'm like i get super involved in it i delete it off my phone i make it a couple weeks i reinstall it then i delete it again and it's just up and down with twitter and then i'm like Oh, I don't have it on my phone, but oh, I'll just go onto it on my computer and all that stuff. <laughs> so let's take a swing out of the depressing news and we'll get back to the depressing news because I want to talk to you about something we've been texting back and forth and tell you about the other fun thing that happened to me. Since I met you on Saturday, I have gotten my new phone, the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra. It is a 6.8 inch, 256 gigabyte phone. It is pretty much a tablet, not a phone. I am is very the much Galaxy, not the Note? That is the Galaxy, not the Note. It supports the S Pen like the Note, but did not come with it. That was another $70. I don't didn't want that. And I just changed out the case because I bought a case. So part of the reason I got a new phone is I scratched my camera and I really like taking pictures. Yeah. So I got this case that originally had a camera protector on it, like a plastic piece that slid over. And then I realized, oh, my God, if I want to take a picture quickly, I have to pull out my phone, slide <laughs> this thing, slide open the camera. So I went back to an OtterBox. But one thing it did have on that that I fell in love with is these rings that you can get. It's like a pop socket, but it's a ring. This phone's so big that I'm like, oh, I need the little extra support when I'm holding it. So I now have a phone ring and it acts as a stand if I want to watch something. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that as big as the note? Uh, the Was, note I like think is still version? a little bit bigger. Oh my massive. Does it, how big is it in your pocket? It's pretty big. I haven't gone for a run with it yet, but I'm a little worried about like 
the weight it's going to put into my gym shorts. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have, yeah you're gonna have to tie the string on the gym shirt honestly i'm thinking of uh i've got a few of those like bags from when we we're in brockport that are like the sack bag book bags just put my phone in there and have that on my back so it's not dragging my gym shorts down uh but i've taken a few pictures with it and the camera it was worth it it's a 40 megapixel selfie camera with uh the the biggest of the three cameras on the back is an 108 megapixel camera. It has a laser for focus, and then it's got a pretty powerful flash. So that's been my other fun thing is I got this beast of a phone. That's going to be like professional. I mean, the cameras are already like professional, but that's oh, it not. looks so great. I posted some pictures on Instagram that I took with it. Uh, it looks amazing does it has a night hyperlapse mode which i haven't played around with yet but i'm gonna play around with that some more (laughs) so i know you switched over to the iphone right oh yeah we switched over to the iphone because they had a deal last time i think we i think we're done paying for the phones in a couple months so we're gonna be doing looking for new phones coming up i think we always do it on like black friday yeah, so the only reason I did it this time around is Verizon was running a deal where if you traded in your specific models of old phones, they gave you $440 towards your new phone. Oh. Uh, so I got the 440 towards the new phone, and then we switched from – we were still on a metered plan. We only had 12 gigs a month. We're now on unlimited with auto pay and all this stuff. Um, so I was this phone, which is normally $40 a month. I'm only paying $26 a month for, for 30 months. The $400 plus dollars off is nice. I think that's why I think ours was like, like buy one iPhone, get the second for free. So that's why we went that way. But, um, who is it? AT&T is running that they are, if you're a new user and like a current, customer you, you get the same deal and verizon hasn't been running those deals they run deals if you're a new customer but the existing customers deals yes. haven't been as good so this is the first time i've seen this amazing of an existing customer deal from verizon okay hopefully so. well maybe hopefully i think at&t did it so hopefully verizon has to respond and uh match that their their deals for existing customers because that's definitely I've seen the commercials a number of times that it's like existing customers get the same deal you know it's a shot (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I love this thing so far I I just the one thing I'm still waiting for 56 megabytes like what what do you got or sorry 256 gigabytes on it because the the first thing that happened when I got this and I knew from doing my research they finally removed the SD card slot. Oh. So I needed to get the next model up to have yeah. memory. And I was like, you know, that was the one thing Samsung had been doing that was very disappointing was the removal yeah. of the SD card slot. I used to, you always, I used to always have a, well, what did I have? I had a Samsung for a while. Yeah, I used to use an SD card. Yeah, so one of the most too- annoying things with the iPhone. I can't remember what this one is, but my storage is like already full. Like I feel that 
within the first year. Yeah. I mean, if you have the phone for two years and now added taking pictures of the kid. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. So, I have so many pictures. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so I had a 256 gigabyte SD card in my S10, which is now going to go into my Nintendo Switch to store games on. Because um, okay. I only have a 64 gigabyte on my Switch. But so far, I would recommend it. The only thing I'm waiting for is I also ordered a camera protector so that the camera doesn't get scratched. And I'm actually making a life change based on this phone. I used to keep my phone and my keys in the same pocket. Now my keys have moved to my wallet pocket. And my phone does not have something else with it. Uh, I... So I am a keys in my left front pocket, phone in my right front pocket, and wallet in my back right. See, I've always, never been a wallet in the back pocket guy. I've always done it, but they say it's bad for your back <laughs> if you sit on it. Mine's not like a big wallet, but like it's still, I'm sure it does something. I've seen the stuff online that says... Don't put your wallet in your back pocket because you sit on it all day and it messes up your back. Bye. So I'm now wallet and keys in my right pocket or in my left pocket, cell phone and potentially Bluetooth headphones in my right pocket, and mask in my left back pocket. <laughs> That's right, mask wherever you go. Yep. I- I have jacket. I, like every time I put on a jacket, it's got like a mask in the pocket. I did it for the longest time, but now it's warm out. I need to keep my mask somewhere other than my jacket. Now it's in my pants pocket. <laughs> Another ridiculous thing that we're dealing with having to constantly have the mask and remember. But I think I think I've been pretty good. I think I forgot one time. But it wasn't, I don't think we were going anywhere inside where I actually forgot. I've been pretty good with remembering to bring it or I throw them in the car too. Oh yeah, I have a glove box full of masks and you don't have to deal with this yet. But Nessa's old enough that she needs to wear masks in stores. So we have tons of kids masks too. See, I, I would feel like the kids are the tough ones. How do you get it? a kid a young kid to wear it so we've been doing it long enough that she's used to it but it was a rough uh little bit um plus i mean she sees that we're wearing masks and everything so that makes it a little bit easier um but she doesn't like really have to wear a mask at daycare so like it's only when we go to stores that she has to wear a mask and like we've gone to a ton of parks and usually we don't mask up at a park unless there's a ton of people around then we will but um, now we're both, yeah. me and Emmy are both fully vaccinated at this point. So. There you go. There you go. So. And fully vaccinated, not the Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> no, not the Johnson and Johnson. Uh, we're both <laughs> Pfizer's. Uh, no Johnson Johnson or AstraZeneca. Uh, <laughs> and I know you're getting fully vaccinated because it's the only way you're going to get into the Bills game this year, I heard. Honey, that oh, just came yeah. out saw that they're going to go 100 percent capacity which that is a, an interesting decision to go 100 percent but everyone needs to be fully vaccinated everyone's got to be fully vaccinated i just saw the the red wings put out their policy and they're so right now the policy is still at 20 percent capacity 
So their first like games in May, they're assuming that the 20% will still be in place, but you have to either be fully vaccinated or you, I think there are options if you had, had like a negative test within a certain like a day or something and you had proof of a negative test, then you could go into the game. But I think they were, even with those, I think they were still do, looking at 20% capacity unless the state changes that, which, I mean, I don't know, the revenues do, everything's outside. So you're like, oh, come on, if you can show fully vaccinated, like, give me 50%. <laughs> oh, Cuomo's just done a great job at everything with this. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean so you're gonna need your uh, microchip inserted to show you're fully vaccinated because yeah. you know the evil uh vaccine passes that are the mark of the devil from the bible are now taking over the world um and the bills are enforcing it uh blah 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 conspiracy 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 i'm right i know tons of conspiracy i wonder it's i mean it's no big deal i was like I get, there, I get the flu shot every year. Give me this one. Um, even, sorry, even Johnson & Johnson, where they paused, there were six cases and they've had like 7 million shots. Like we're talking minimum, minimum, minimum risk. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the shot. But it is interesting if you have a policy that says everyone has to be vaccinated. I wonder if there's like, can you prove that you had it and beat it and have antibodies or is there just no good science to back up like whether you have natural antibodies? I would think, and I'm not taking a side in this at all, but the argument would be, well, now there's these new strains and your antibodies might not protect from the new strains, the new strains. but it's come out that at least Pfizer and Moderna protect from the uk variant a little bit i don't know about the brazil or the africa variant that are out there now too this has just been so much fun yeah and i just saw i think pfizer's ceo i think it was reported today said that within the first 12 months i think of your second shot you'll probably need a third booster shot at like the six month mark i heard so it's like <sighs> It's like, man, it can't be simple. Life, life's not simple. Life's complicated. Yeah. But I was just like, I want, I want, I'm exhausted. Everyone's pretty tired over this. Um, I and I want to go back to normal. Face but, to face. Yeah. I want to get together and play a game of Ticket to Ride. We got a ton of board games during the pandemic. Uh, we got one that I want to try with you guys called Happy Little Dinosaur, that it's about a dinosaur trying to survive through the apocalypse happening. <laughs> so uh, we haven't played that one yet, but we got that. Um, I think I think you know once I get my second shot, and what it's wait two weeks after your second shot and you're all good. I think then I'll, I'll take the risk. I'm so done I'm everything having... I can. We'll come over one night and play Catan. Yes. Uh, since you have the baby now, unless you have a babysitter, we'll <laughs> yeah, come we, over to your place. We have, yes, yeah, so we get the excuse now. <laughs> yeah, you get to be the, the house to be visited to make life easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much stuff. We brought them to her parents' house. Um, 
for the first time on Easter. It was like, other than the doctors, he's gone, he visited my grandmother and then he goes to the doctors. This is like the third place we've ever brought it. We packed so much stuff. Oh my God, the car was filled. We had a, the stroller, a couple bags, like a diaper bag, a couple other bags of like clothes. And then we had like a bouncy chair, like, oh, just in case you need to put him in his bouncy chair. The pack and play, the play and pack, the all of it. Oh my god, yeah, it's everything. And like, you know, I always, I, I never liked carrying stuff. Like, I was always like, I bring three things. I bring my key, my phone, and my wallet. And I don't want to be holding stuff or carrying stuff. Now I'm carrying everything. You get the dad diaper bag so you can carry everything in the dad diaper bag, <laughs> whether that's the saddle bag or the backpack, make your choice. That's what we, we got backpack it out. Now it's like always backpack and car seat and tow. <laughs> well, let's swing out of fun into our ongoing text message conversation about, I believe they're calling it Gatesgate. Uh, <laughs> stupidest name ever for a controversy i saw on reddit and i don't know if this is true but someone according to reddit and take that for what it's worth he named it himself (laughs) oh yes he did he named apparently he tweeted out like a long time ago if i'm ever part of a controversy i want it to be called gatesgate (laughs) and people have taken that name I don't oh, think yeah. when your controversy is that you uh, slept with a 17-year-old and potentially paid for her to cross state lines, you should get to name your own controversy. <laughs> I think he did. I, oh, man. It's a tough, I don't know. This is a tough story. It's, it's like new detail. It's, you're getting all these anonymous reports. It's an active criminal investigation. So... The law enforcement agencies can't uh, put anything out on the record. So you probably, apparently, it's got to be leaked. Someone's leaking from either the FBI or the DOJ. Um, Or it could be witnesses to leaking information. And I mean, some of these allegations are nuts. Absolutely. The lifestyle, I mean, he. I don't know. I guess he's a younger person, so I don't know if that makes it better. Yeah, and I think some of the allegations like go go back a couple of years, so it's like I don't know. Does that make it better that he's younger? Even if let's say they went back eight years and he was thirty when he paid for a seventeen-year-old to be moved across straight lines, doesn't make it any better. The man was the only person to vote against. child trafficking law a couple years ago i saw that it's yeah that is oof, oof. looks real bad when you're the only literally the only person if you had 400 plus people all voted one way and you were the only one i mean like the snowball that happened with this from it hitting to then his Venmo transactions coming out and him like having them labeled poorly to then some of his creepier tweets hitting where he's like, there was a tweet 
where he was at a high school and he's like, people are looking great today. And then like he retweeted someone that said, in America, you can look sexy at any age. That's already just creepy. Yeah, I know. Like, what's this guy thinking? <laughs> his buddy is potentially flipping and becoming a witness on him. And then to throw it on top, they have the Florida potentially rigging an election charge now too, which originally I was like, that seems pretty crazy. But then I'm like, wait a second, that just happened in Florida in 2020 where the Republicans funded a candidate to run who had the same last name as the Democratic candidate to (laughs) siphon off enough votes. And I think the Democratic candidate ended up only losing by like, 72 votes and this other candidate who had the same last name got 460 so it's very possible that multiple of those votes were confusion votes i think you know that happens more often than i think we'd like to see that there's third parties well i don't know that people are put up to try to siphon off votes but yeah any yeah every allegation the big one i saw some interview with his attorney and his attorney the day that the story broke where the friend who's probably an ex-friend now who is cooperating i think uh, the congressman's attorney said it's not a good day for Matt Gates. <laughs> it's like oh man that's not a good statement because they were asking I think they asked him they're like do you think he's feeling comfortable it's like no no one's going to be feeling comfortable if they're a target of the FBI like if you're a target absolutely not is it ever Even, a good day for Matt Gates? not, not recently not recently. Um, it, I did. I read one article. I, it was political, and they were talking about the gray area of the sugar daddy relationships. Because this is what it's going to come down. And they had. I think they quoted a bunch of law professors who were like, "It's a, some of these relationships get into very gray areas. Like the easy things are the age, because those are objective things. Like." Uh, under the legal age to consent, you're down in the waters, and you're rightfully so. But then there's some of these uh, these law professors we're talking about, like the gray area of sugar daddy relationships, where it's like it might not be an explicit payment for sex, but it's like that's part of the deal. <laughs> like, I pay for very nice things and you live in a mansion and we we drink the finest champagne, we do the best travels, but you know, like, implicitly part of the deal is and so then you're like it's not stereotypical prostitution like sex for X dollars this is it it gets into oof, really, really weird and it seems like these guys were involved in this type of arrangements yeah i mean like i I don't know the exact quote and matt gates has not been charged with anything or found guilty of anything so he's just alleged but didn't he have a quote like what man hasn't paid for a flight and a hotel room for his girlfriends before which is that alleged thing i'm like what? Like, what are you saying there? 
And shouldn't QAnon be flipping shit over this because they finally have a power broker who apparently is doing this stuff? This is right up their alley. This is right up their alley. And this is, and they had one of the articles that I was reading, it was an out of country trip. So one of the big, I think it was, this might be the trip that they're investigating. I don't know if it was over, it wasn't over state lines. It was to the Bahamas where they had a number of richer men and a number of young girls. And there were private flights, but I think Matt Gates flew commercial and they all did a Bahamas trip. And you're just reading about this and you're like, this seems like Epstein. This seems like Epstein. Yeah, it was the Bahamas. It wasn't Epstein's Island. Sure. I believe that. <laughs> yep, him and Donnie weren't uh, hanging out on Epstein's <laughs> Island. Uh, you know. But this Maybe. seems like the same thing. Like you take very young girls to like a... a you know, Caribbean or like tropical vacation. You're like, oh man, these this sounds bad. Was Matt Gates seen anywhere in the vicinity of uh, Epstein's jail cell around the time Epstein passed? Sorry, that is just a joke. I am not actually accusing Matt Gates of being Epstein's killers. That was obviously Bill Barr. Again, just a joke. Not accusing Bill Barr of killing Epstein. <laughs> Covering my legal basis. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's time to get. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for the indictments. Because so here's the interesting thing. Now is an interesting part of this. Aside from like the very scandalous allegation, is what do you do with him right now? Because he hasn't been charged. No law enforcement agency is on record that there is an investigation. It seems like there is because like some of the defense attorneys have mentioned stuff, but he hasn't been charged. You know, he hasn't been convicted because he hasn't even been charged. What do you do with him? He's a, he's a sitting congressman. Let him keep digging his hole on Tucker Carlson <laughs> and the interviews he's doing. Just keep making that hole bigger and bigger as Tucker goes, Yes, I, I, I can't say I remember that event, but sure. I know, man. You guess guess what? It's like you went to dinner. You're a witness now. Guess what? You're gonna go you're gonna get subpoenaed to the grand jury to testify. Hey, 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 Tucker, here's this freight train I'm about to throw you under. And Tucker's like, Stop. Nope, that train's not moving. I don't remember what this guy's talking about. Uh nope, wasn't me. Must have been some other Tucker Carlson he went to dinner with with one of these women. Dinner? Never had dinner before in my life. What's dinner? Who's Matt Gates? You're talking to me right now. No, I don't know who Matt Gates is. (laughs) Never heard of him. (laughs) Matt who? I saw there was some, I think it was political was reporting that one of the reporters asked another Republican congressman about him and the the response was who (laughs) (laughs) so they're just like yeah they're just trying to duck it because you're you're in such a a weird position because i mean it potentially could be if if the this 17 year old if she turns out to be 18 i don't know if he's committed a crime 
here's the thing. I, well, I think the prostitution across state borders, even I, if you're not a minor, I think is still a crime. Isn't prostitution still a crime in like most of the United States? Like, yeah, like everywhere, but I think Vegas. Like, yeah, I think Vegas has some exact like area that is not. But I mean, I think yes, but and I don't think it's like running... a, Drugs. I don't think it's a big charge. Yeah, yeah the drugs. The drugs to be the, the issue. Drugs. If he was really running fake candidates, if he was in any way involved, because uh, I know his buddy also got hit for illegal use of campaign funds. If yeah. Matt Gates was illegally using campaign funds to buy those drugs, there there's something about like the issuing of driver's license. The man isn't sitting on one domino. He potentially has four or five domino tracks and there's a potential all five will fall or only a couple of them will fall. Either way, it's going to hurt him. It's hurt him so bad that Donald Trump won't defend Matt Gates. Hey, I saw something that they said it was being reported. You never know if these things are true. Then he wanted to, but like some people are like, wait, 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 let's wait till this plays out because you can't come out in his defense. And then like two days later, he gets an indictment with a laundry list of charges. And those charges include, you know, soliciting a 17 year old. It's like, Ooh, like, no. And, but I don't know. We'll see the prostitution charge. I, the the Patriots owner, what's his name? Oh, Bob he got, uh, Yeah, he got let off from his. He he won on a technicality. He had well, he had I think it was a bad warrant or something. So he got the evidence suppressed. So he got you know he got off twice. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so and I don't think it's a, a really a big charge. I think they're like the first time is like a misdemeanor or something. But I mean, career killing anyway. Anyway, is it though? Is I it? would like. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Is it, or does this just guarantee his slot as the twenty twenty four Republican presidential candidate? Uh, well, I let's just, let's see. I now now here's the thing about these leaks. I can't stand leaks because I want stuff to happen now. I want to know the truth. The problem with the, everything moves too slow for me. I live in an instant. I want everything done instantly. I want to know the allegations. I want an instant trial. I want to know the facts. Well, welcome to the world of instant gratification for you. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> Gates Cruise 2024 will change that. Oh, God. <laughs> the winning ticket of Gates Cruise. They have Florida locked up, man. They have Florida locked up. Florida and Texas. You know? Yeah, those are two big ones. I don't know. They said he, he might survive uh, in his congressional district, too. It's a very red district. But I just can't. I don't know. You can't have. I don't know. I guess like Chris Collins was a congressman from around here. And he won while he was under indictment for insider trading. But these ones are like, those charges are, I don't know if they're worse. I think they're worse. Who's going to be the first congressperson serving from jail? 
<laughs> you know, who's going to be the first one that's like, no, I can still do my votes. Uh, I got 15 minutes of computer time. There's a floor vote right now. Uh, I need, I, I'm raising campaign funds to fill my card so I can make phone calls out to uh, <laughs> campaign for more funds. God, you can imagine the scenario. I think they said that if you get indicted, so at the house, so he, he's in the, in the house, each party has their own rules, but the I think so it's the Republican rules, or maybe it is the house rules. If you get indicted or have a federal indictment, you automatically lose all your committee positions. So he gets kicked off every committee. But he's still there. They just because you get indicted, you're you're not expelled from Congress. Great. Which, Him which, and Marjorie Taylor Green can go hang out together without their committees. She right. Anything. She has no committees. Yeah, he he could get kicked off all the committees. But theoretically, he could be under indictment and fight this and be there for years, or be there for an extended period of time. I, I think I, if I, I want to believe if all this comes to light and the evidence is strong enough that they would impeach him so that he does not maintain his seat. I I think so. I would, uh, I would hope that he would have the decency to resign if he gets indicted. Have you watched anything Matt Gates does? <laughs> Decency is not a bone in his body. If if I I don't know, I would hope that if you get indicted, yeah, you should just resign and move on. And if you no. believe you're if you believe you're innocent, you still resign and, and you fight it, but you can't you can't fight so many battles at once resign and then fight it if you think you're innocent but man won't I resign mean, he'll fundraise off his indictment the oh, deep sure, state is after me I'm sure he's probably rolling rolling making bank right now um, go to the, he'll go to his legal fees when he uh, gets indicted <laughs> I, don't, I wonder if he can I don't know if he can use it for his legal fees but I mean, maybe yeah, use it for his legal fees. He's gonna need it. He's gonna need an army of defense attorneys um, if they're really coming after him. It's, there's so many avenues that they could charge him with. That he, he would need an election, a campaign like election law expert on like campaign funds. You have to. It's just like oof. But I guess one of the big things in the news reports has been that. This seventeen-year-old who might have been eighteen, questionable, her date of birth. Nothing's been recorded that she's a cooperating witness. That's a big thing too, because a lot. I mean, they probably don't need. Well, I think they would need her testimony to establish that it actually happened unless, and when it happened. Unless that Joel guy testifies that they did break in and create fake IDs. Cause that apparently might be part of it. They broke into a DMV office and made fake IDs for people. So. Yeah. What if they made a fake ID? So it's evident she was 18. 
or even 21 so that they could then take her to the bars. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, that's all tricky. Again, all of this is to cover my legal basis. This is all conjecture. Matt Gates has not been charged with anything. We are not reporters, investigative journalists, investigators, anything like that. So we're just talking about what is in the news. And with that, we're going to take a short commercial break. Do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend? Cream, cream ale. Do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much, leading to discussions about political philosophy? If so, then we have a podcast for you. When they nuked the Capitol, you know, that was bad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint, a few laughs, and some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. <laughs> a political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. He managed to make Trump look good on something. It's like bad. All right, Pat, we are back um, to close out the show for Conspiracy Corner. I just really wanted to shoot the shit with you today, so I didn't do any research, grab any conspiracies. But I, I got some philosophy for you because I just finished this tome uh here Yuval Noah Harari's 21 lessons for the 21st century so I'm aiming to read 30 books in um 2021 I've already almost achieved that just off the My Little Pony trade comics I've read to my daughter at this point I think I've got uh, 22 in the books on My Little Pony uh plus some own comic books myself and I think this was the uh fourth or fifth book that i've actually read this year i've done a couple audio books but i grabbed his uh from target his books uh both this one and uh sapiens and another book called debt which i haven't started yet and a buy to get one free set sale and uh man this is a depressing book oh don't tell me that i know it, it's what it's like depressing in a good way because every chapter is like, Hey, this could be an issue coming in the 21st century. And here's how it could go wrong. And here's what we should do to prevent it from going wrong. And I say it's depressing because this was written in 2018. Uh -huh. And there's a couple things in here that as of 2020, he's like, oh, man, you were too close to the nail head on that one. Uh, some stuff around fake news is one of the chapters. So just to give you an idea of what his sections are here, we've got uh, disillusionment, work, liberty, equality, community, civilization, nationalism, religion, immigration, Terrorism, war, humility, God, secularism, ignorance, justice, post-truth, science fiction, education, meaning, and med meditation. Now, those last three um, were part of part five, which is resiliency or resilience. And that was probably my favorite section of the book. Um, he talks a lot about like 
how we should really be teaching our kids how to critically think, be creative and less about teaching to test. But like some of the stuff like work, he's like, yeah, um, robots could replace like half of our jobs and we could end up with 50 percent unemployment in 2020 in the 20th century, 21st century. What would we do? And I don't know. It's a dark read. I like it. It took me long to get through because it was so heavy. But then that those last three sections, I just rocked through. Meditation's really short, but meaning is really long. And I really liked that section. But yeah, I mean, like, it's a really good book. And it's interesting, some of the stuff he talks about justice and war, um, immigration. He talks a lot about, you know... Something that I think is going to be big in this coming years for thinkers and intellectuals is how do we par nationalism with globalism? Because like a lot of what Trump was doing was make America great again, make America great again. And he doesn't talk a ton about Trump, especially about this being in 2018. He's kind of like just a reference, but I'm going to talk about America and nationalism and yeah. how do we par that America first attitude with globalism? The fact that, I mean, we saw it with COVID. Yeah. COVID hit across the world and the supply chain got corrupted. There was no, like, I'm sorry. We don't make a lot of our own products in America again. You nationalism and globalism are becoming in direct conflict to how the world is working and how do we deal with this i don't know complicated issue when you have a world of what seven eight billion people 7.8 billion i think right now almost eight billion yeah right and so you're you're interconnected and dependent on each other the way we set this up so far but But then yet we want these the old country lines still apply. And it's, yeah, and now everything is more global now because we have such travel ability and communication with the internet and just opening up everything where we can communicate with people all across the globe. And yeah, tri- global supply lines. If you have a ship block the Suez Canal, oh, <laughs> Chip block the sewage canal, a shortage of a specific chip, which leads to the PlayStation 5s and the Xbox Series X or whatever it's called being in short supply, plus a bunch of other things in short supply. Our world is too interconnected at this point for strong nationalism to survive but yet that strong nationalism is a direct response to that interconnectedness that's happening. Brexit is strong nationalism, which is a direct response of not even full globalization, but just joining the EU. And now apparently Marie Le Pen has a strong chance of winning the presidency next year in France. And they're already talking about Frexit and France. 
Yeah. She's not talking about it, but some of her supporters are. And to be honest, if Frexit were to happen, I think at that point, the EU would collapse upon itself, which what would that do? The EU has done great things in, you know, pretty much if France leaves, then you have how long before Germany just takes over all the other countries in the EU. And, you know, you've got your three European countries, Britain, France, and Germany. Big, big players. Yeah, no, right. You divide them all up. Well, we'll see. And I am, I get to one sense of that you want to, you want to be in charge of the decisions that affect your life. And like when you get like the, the globalists, like who's actually making the decisions, like 8 billion people, it's very tough to make single decisions for 8 billion people. And- oh, I'm not <laughs> saying that a global government would work. It'd be nearly oh, yeah, no. impossible. Yeah. I'm just saying that the strong nationalism that's spreading across the globe is in direct conflict and probably direct result from the globalism, which I think is yeah. a very interesting thing that he explores throughout, especially early in the book in the work section, the immigration section, the religion section like that's all very interesting so i do actually even though i say it's dark recommend this read um if you if you ever want to read it and you don't mind a highlighted copy you could always borrow it from me i know you know you just are just sitting on time to read right now right tons of free time to read tons of free time i've read uh, green eggs and ham many times. Ooh, that is a, you know, I was never a green eggs and ham. I'm more of a, there's a walket in my pocket. There's a walket in my pocket. I, I do like a good, there's a walket in my pocket. I have to look. We have Go Dog Go. There's current favorite is Where's My Teddy. <laughs> Actually, Luke's favorite is we have a dinosaur book that makes dinosaur sounds. And it's really, 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 really cute because he makes the sounds and he, like, he, like, recognizes the sounds and he'll actually, like, start, like, responding. So that is one of our favorites. So all the time in the world. But I am still trying to do adult reading when I have the opportunity. It's just been slow going. I've reread, I'm reading Catcher in the Rye. And I think I'm on the fourth chapter, and I think I've read the fourth chapter like three times. Because I will pick it up, and I'll be like, oh, man, I don't remember what happened in the last chapter. So you would be like the fourth. And I've just stopped. <laughs> I would recommend audiobooks. I'm sure. a huge fan of the audiobooks, especially the Star Wars ones, because the Star Wars ones are a whole production. Um, usually it's only one voice actor, but they do different voices, and then they have sound effects underneath them. Um, I actually would recommend the My Little Pony comics because there's a lot of adult jokes in them. I think they intentionally did that. It's one of the only reasons I've let her continue to read these comic books because if they were boring, I would have been like, no, we need something. We need That's funny. Yeah, so, but I mean, we've read issue one through 88 and now we're finding some of the like side stories like there was a 
the Road to the My Little Pony movie. We read that set of comics. So, yeah, um, that has become life. But when I have a chance, I still have adult reading. Um, the next book I'm after is called um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. My dad gave that to me. Um, he was a concentration camp survivor. So that, that is on my list. So I have a, I made a list and of books that are like must reads in your lifetime. And that one was like the one that came up in like every list. But from what I've read, it's a very, I don't know, powerful book. Yeah, I don't so, know if it's like a heavy, dense read, but it sounds like not a dense read, like a heavy read, like, oof. Yeah, so I, I do a fiction, nonfiction uh, switch. Um, so that'll be my next nonfiction book. It's on my nightstand right now. My next fiction book is actually going to be two. Uh, the new Thrawn Star Wars book is coming out. That's actually going to be an audio book. Um, but then my other fiction book is currently a secret because part of DFAT is I write book reviews for them. And I now have access to early copies of certain books. So I am reading a book that is not released yet. So I'm not revealing that oh. until I write the review and get it done. I just started that today. Nice. That's something fun. I've, I've read one book um, through that program, wrote the review that comes out in July. This is going to be my second one. And I'm really hoping to get Chuck Wendig's book of accidents in advance and be able to write a review on that one. But I don't see that happening because I'm I'm new to the review book reviewer world and I don't have the credits to get a big <laughs> name like Chuck Wendig uh, under my belt Uh in advance so get a couple more reviews out there <laughs> yes that's what i gotta do i gotta read a couple more you know get some maybe not amazing books or flawed books but they're still interesting reads um get those reviews out get those credits then i can get the better books and you know become a book reviewer as a profession let's see <laughs> that, that's not probably gonna happen i don't think it pays well but on that note <laughs> I see you on the other end of my camera yawning. I know you have a kid. I want to let you go. I want you to go get sleep. Now, uh, I usually end on a quote uh, and not really preparing, just shooting the shit. I didn't prepare a quote. So I'm going to quickly flip through this book and grab a quote from one of my highlights all right here let's do this one this is from the meaning chapter page 113 many of us will quickly distort the truth we encounter into some story with heroes villains and enemies and in that story find a really good excuse to go to war that's the quote i'm gonna head down i like it good quote well, thank you for coming on, Pat. I do hope that you can get some good amount of sleep. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Have fun yeah, working with the kid. Yeah, he, he's a good sleeper, so can't complain. Can't complain. I've heard other horror stories, so can't complain. Well, thanks for having me on. 
I always appreciate being invited on. Well, as you sleep better, you got to come on more often. You were supposed to be my co-host at one point, but then things just went awry with COVID. And then, you know, you deciding to have a kid, you know, who does that? (laughs) Who has kids? You know, I think mine's asleep. I could check on that. But with that, that's the end of the episode. It was fun talking to you, Pat. Nice talking to you, Joel. Peace.